Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling. Before we get started, we want to make sure that you are following us on all of our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dabbling and Dribbling. And if you like what you hear, be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, some other stuff, and some other things. I don't know. Stitcher? SoundCloud? We're on SoundCloud. We're doing things. You should listen to us. Um, We're a good time. Be sure to rate and subscribe because that helps us uh, get out there to the world. Be sure to tell a friend and spread the Dabbling Dribbling love. Now that we're all done with business let's get on to the show what up folks welcome to another episode of dabble and dribbling with alex and bry hey uh this is our i don't know 15th 14th episode let's call it 60th 60th episode it's technically our 15th episode which is my favorite number is it really? Yeah, because I was born on the Oh, 15th. right, right, right. It's this also just like a nice number. Yeah. I mean, I like prime numbers. Uh-huh, because you like being Unique. weird. Yeah. <laughs> 13 is my favorite. I'm Ooh, also partial to 41. It. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I see that. 15's cool, too, though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> How's your week been, bud? It's been good. I'm just uh, busy and trying to catch up with myself. Who isn't busy? This is New York City. Everybody's busy. Yo, that's why it's not (laughs) even worth talking about. It's like, oh, you don't have enough time for yourself? (laughs) To yourself, that sounds like a you problem. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, no, it's just busy, but I'm I'm catching up. I'll be uh, head above water in the coming days. After the weekend. After the Labor Day weekend where you steal that Monday. Uh You just take that into your weekend. That'll be fine. I wish I could say that for myself because I don't think I'll be free from like my busyness mm-hmm. until like the 12th of September. Let's call it the 15th just let's, to make it. Let's make it. Give yourself time. The day on <laughs> September 15th, I will feel better. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, if you need me to do anything after the 5th, <laughs> I'll give you a call. Shout me a line. I'll give you a call. Let's just get into it. Let's get into our downline section. There's a lot been going on. In our world, specifically uh, when it comes to uh, the climate, Um, Mm. you know, global warming is a thing. Uh, Some people don't believe it, but it is. Um, And we uh, wanted to take a moment to um, acknowledge and send our positive thoughts and prayers and love to those affected by Hurricane Harvey, Mm. as well as the like the crazy, crazy monsoons happening in South Asia, specifically in India, Nepal, and Bangladesh. Right. Um, there's a lot of lives being lost and just, it's just really sad. Like, it's just sadness. I saw a picture of one of the monsoons, um, the the effects of the monsoons where a family member uh, was trying to bury their nephew and they couldn't because they couldn't find dry land. So they just floated the dead body. Like, and it was just... So, like, one, just a... That's heavy. That's, a, one, such a heavy image to, like, take. And just... And the chi- it was a child, like a baby. What? Like maybe one or two years old. Oh, so it's man. just even, like, worse yeah. <laughs> as far as that is concerned. So I just know that... And I know so many people are giving money to the Red yeah. Cross and lo- other local um, chapters of people who are helping. Yeah, all the um, relief efforts. All the relief efforts, so... I don't know. I just, but of course, with with tragedy comes other buffoonery. 
Mm-hmm. Um, have you been seeing these memes of like? Yep. You know exactly what I'm going to say yeah. without even saying it. I mean, it. you were talking about hurricanes yeah. and, and natural disasters, and then we brought our own natural disaster. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, the natural disaster called 45. <laughs> um, so Hurricane Donald. Barbecue. Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbass. Um, so there's been a lot of like, so he, I believe a couple of days ago, went to Houston to, you know, show his support and see what was going on um i didn't really watch any of it because i didn't really care plus it's been a busy week um but uh specifically didn't care about him not about the what was happening in texas like that i cared about um it was just like i don't care what he's doing personally um so there was someone someone on twitter someone who's stupid someone with a blue check mark by the way like not oh a, you mean like they're official they're a ver- they're a verified official person I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to even like waste wait does the blue check mark I thought it insinuated that you paid to be verified like you gave some there I think you have to go through some verification process you have, you're some sort of public figure that they verify you are who you, you say are. you are right oh that's what the blue means it means like you're someone of importance or something of importance like Nike has a check mark because they're like an, that's the official this is your Nike officials okay. right. So, like, you know, the president has, like, an official, like, Twitter. You know, those kinds of things. So, someone with a blue check mark. Blue check mark. So, someone who's supposed to be legitimate. Like, Uh a legitimate person. Yeah. I didn't check out who they were. Basically, uh, took a picture of... Took a picture of... uh, 45. 45, like, hugging somebody. That Mm -hmm. was potentially from Texas. I think that's what the picture looked like. Yeah. And they took a picture of what they thought was Michelle Obama. Like coming out from of a store like a like a department store or like a store like a shopping store okay the place where you shop at uh, um Dwayne reed no like ross a, like, marshall's <laughs> like a like a you know like probably like TJ a dior Max. like oh. my, like of some substance like a dior a dior of some sort a louis vuitton right a, a black looking woman coming out of it i and, know where this is going and they said you know what was michelle doing like Guess what Michelle was doing after Katrina? Hurricane Katrina. So there's a couple of things I want to let this person know and let actually the world know. I feel like it's a PSA and it's our duty to do this. <laughs> duty. Anyway. Oh, man. Lay it out. President Barack Obama was not President Barack Obama during Hurricane Katrina. God, bless people. It was George W. Bush oh that was president. God. President George W. Bush. Uh. President Barack Obama didn't have the audacity to run for office, oh, specifically presidency, until three, three years after that, just so, just so the world is clear. Secondly, Michelle Obama looks different than Condoleezza Rice, which was the picture that they used. Oh, God. <laughs> just so you all know, Alex is, uh, like, hurting in his, in his seat right now, just squirming. Oh, Everything hurts organs are in different places. <laughs> They're just moving, trying to get out of this. I can't. I saw the meme of someone posting, uh, 45 goes to Hurricane Harvey, like, immediately to take action. Right. Barack Obama doesn't even have the courage to run for president until three years later after (laughs) Katrina. Well, that's because because "Ah." people forget that in 2005 when Katrina happened, that was, like, when we were in college. I remember so clearly because we were doing like efforts to like get things to New Orleans and there was a lot of alternative break trips that we went out to New Orleans to help out uh, with rebuilding. Um, so I remember that so clearly 
and he was he was just a senator, folks. He was not. He was a junior senator. Was not president. So I just wanted it to be very clear that not all black people look, look the, the same. same. So maybe just just do a reverse Google search on your images before you put anything up. And, and Barack Obama was president from two thousand eight onwards. If, by the way, if you don't believe that, maybe you remember a stunned Michael Myers standing at a podium next to one humble mm. Kanye West mm-hmm, mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. exclaimed, George Bush does not care about black people. Yep, he sure did. In the wake of Katrina. This is pre-Kardashians. Yes. I mean, he knew the Kardashians, but it was pre-having yeah. babies with the this Kardashians. This is when Kim was still doing Fallout Boy videos and kissing the bassist. Oh, so. I didn't even know that was a thing. I think yeah. this is when she was still dating Reggie Bush. Yes, that was around yep. the time. Yep, yep, yep. So post uh, sex tape, people are like, "Where was Barack Obama? He was still in." He the was Senate. doing other things. <laughs> he was. Stopped. He was doing other things in Illinois. And then <laughs> the freaking. Uh, they also, I heard. I mean, if you've seen any of the Daily Show skits, like when uh, Jordan Clapper would mm-hmm. go out to Trump rallies, mm-hmm. and people would say, "Oh yeah, he was behind 9-11. Oh yeah, Barack Obama was behind 9/11. Absolutely. Well, where was in the people like where was Barack Obama during 9/11? He wasn't president. Are you? He actually, I don't think was was he even senator at the time? I don't even think so. So I just people, people, people. I don't know what to. We need to do some. We need to do a major education overhaul in this country, because and... people don't understand basic time, <laughs> like just basic time. I also think that. Um... Like, I mistake, I know as a brown person, I mistake white people all the time for other white people. You don't look like you're serious right now. No, I'm being dead serious. Okay, speak on this. And, like, it it happened to me recently where, like, I said someone's, like, there's a couple of, like, white people that I know in this group. Uh And I said, like, both white females, similar, like, hair and, like, Mm -hmm. stature. And I called both of them, I called one of them the other one's name. Yeah. And I was just sure. like, oh, shoot. Well, that happens with Asian people all a the lot. time. And it happens with me and other Daisy mm-hmm. people. And so, like, I understand. Hmm. Like, for me, I caught myself and I'm like, no, that was me being lazy. That was me not actually consciously looking at the person right. and knowing that their name was, let's say, Beth right. or like Ashley or whatever it may Brittany. be. Brittany. Whatever. Tiffany. It could Marcia. be. Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jenny. <laughs> yeah, okay. You want to just do all stereotypical white names <laughs> i was just throwing out random names but like uh, i think there's a conscious effort i have to make of like i now in that moment i was just like okay i'm being lazy and look not looking at the person and valuing that person fully and so i need sure. to now just be conscious that when i am seeing each of these people i need to look at them and know that their name is mm-hmm. whatever you know i had someone recently who a pretty woke person was telling me about someone else that we know. Mm-hmm. She's a black woman. This is a person, um, identifies as a person of color, talking about a black woman mm-hmm. that we know. Okay. And someone who, I'm trying not to disclose a lot of names, mm-hmm. there was a white person in our circle mm-hmm. who f- mentioned to us that they thought this black woman looked a lot like a former black woman that mm-hmm. we had in our team. And I huh. and I wow. Well, okay. And the the my colleague brought this to my attention and said, "Can you believe that they said that?" It's like, yes, and then, I could. Well, 
one, I can believe that, but I also looked at the characteristics of the person. Mm-hmm. Cheekbones, uh, nose, eyebrows, you know, mm-hmm. chin structure, like the, the point of the chin or the squareness of the chin, like mm-hmm. the jawline, what is that about? Looked at the overall like stature of the person, height and everything. I could see it. I now want to know who the people are. So I'll tell you mic, later. Off mic. I, but I was looking at this and I thought like, well, actually, I'm going to go ahead and uh, rule fair call. Right. That's actually if you really... And the complexion of the skin, virtually the same. Mm. So, I mean, yes, you could say like they don't... They're the same complexion. They don't look the same. Right. Mm, they could be related. I could see that. Right. Well, I have um, people who thought that people that I worked with were like my siblings because we were like brown, yeah. like women. I could see that. You know, I mean, but it just takes, it's just, I also think it's just laziness and inconsideration of like, it's one thing, but oh, I think they look similar. But it's mm-hmm. another thing to just call someone like by a different name or straight up just yeah. like Condoleezza Rice is not Michelle Obama. I can see where the similarities could be there. Sure. But also, take a second before you put something on the internet. It's easier if... Yes, I agree with that (laughs) point. It's easier, though, if you call someone by the wrong name and they look nothing like the person. Then we chalk it up to a Freudian slip or something like, oh, you must have just been talking about Susan. Right. So you called Craig Susan by mistake. Right. You know, obviously. It's like when our parents... like My parents always called me by my sister's name all the time and my sister's name by my name. Yeah, time. but you all also look, look similar. I guess we do. I don't think we do. But whatever. <laughs> so, you know, when I get... No one has ever mistakenly, that I can remember, called me by someone else's name. Or... I just don't remember this. Yeah. But... I mean, your name not, is Alex, so it's a very, like... Well... Yeah. Not... They don't call me by the name of someone that I know. Mm. They will call me by this... If you've never met me, and this has happened... Many times in my life. If someone has never met me, the name they call me when they forget my actual name mm-hmm. is Chris. You do not look like a Chris. I'm telling you. You I, look nothing like a Chris. At least seven what? times Chris? in my life. Seven times since high school, people have called me Chris. Maybe because I know you so well, I can't imagine you outside of being no, Alex. I can't either. It's, I'll just be in a space and that I'll meet so someone for me. the first time and they... Will forget my name, and I, I forget which time it was, but I thought to myself, they're not going to remember my name, mm. and I wonder what they're going to call me. And, and they call, call me Chris. Chris. Like is what so the hell? There's something. I'll tell you what. If there is a case to be made about reincarnation, mm-hmm. maybe you were Chris. In I could have been Chris in the past life. There's some kind of energy in here <laughs> that still exists. I I don't see it, but uh, okay. It's channeling. All right. Something's happening. Well, I mean, just the other day, um, a student was talking about, a student I was working was talking about how, like, no one could pronounce their, like, their Chinese name. Yeah. Um, just, and so that's why they have an American name. And I was like, that's fair. Like, if that's something that you are okay with, fair. Um, but I, but I told them a personal story where I was like, you know, when I was younger, um, people would, and even now to this day, people call me Brianna. Uh, And we talked about this in like the first cast, like the intro cast that we did. And I had a teacher who called like, and anytime anyone, when I was younger would call my name, Brianna, I would just be like, yeah, I know they're talking about me. I'm like, sure. Anytime I talked to a telemarketer or, or just anyone on the phone, to be honest about like, anything from credit cards to whatever. 
um, they always call me Brianna and I, and I never correct them because I'm like, whatever, I'm talking to them for one time. And so that's all I've always been like that. And then I remember my second grade teacher when she called me Brianna, I like didn't respond immediately. Then I was like, oh, wait, she's talking about me. And I like raised my hand. Oh, I'm here. And she's like, oh, did I say your name right? I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's OK. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't really? matter. It's OK. And she was a white woman, mm-hmm. is a white woman. Miss Taylor, very, very sweet, sweet woman, looked at me and she's like, OK, um, how, how, how does your parents say your name? I'm like, oh, they say my name, Bryna. She's like, OK, I'm going to call you Bryna. I'm like, great. Yeah, and I, and I kept, just common courtesy. Right. And so and we, kept, we moved on with the day and then we were about to go to lunch. We didn't have recess when I was at school. In, you didn't in, have recess? Yeah. What kind of school was this? Uh, a school that was in the hood. So we you know, oh, didn't yeah, want. Oh, yeah, that's right. Of... <laughs> we didn't want things to happen, you know. So whatever. It wasn't that much of a hood, but it was hoodie. Oh, yeah. It was hoodie. There was, there was more shooting than just on the basketball court. Right, 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 right. Okay. And so they're like, you're going to lunch and coming straight back to school, straight back to class. <laughs> it was like hood adjacent, you the know? The only shooting and stealing will happen in our gymnasium. Absolutely. In the building. In the building while we play basketball. Okay. Um, so, so while I was going to lunch, she like pull, pulls me to the side and she says... She's like, Bryna, I want I want to talk to you about something. And I'm just like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking I'm in trouble. She's like, you're not in trouble. I just want to say, like, your name is really beautiful. I'm like, oh, thank you, Miss Taylor. Why? And I'm just and I was like, oh, thank you, Miss Taylor. And I'll never forget this conversation, you know, as a second grader, and now I'm a 30-year-old. I still like vividly That's remember big. this like remember this conversation. Wow. I'm like, oh, thank you. And she and then she's like, you know what? When you, your parents ca- named you Bryna for a reason, you should ask your parents why they named you that. And I, was, <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, okay. And she's like, and you know, you should be really proud of your name. So right. you should make sure that anyone who talks to you knows your name and how to pronounce it. Be proud of that. Your na- you should never feel like your name should be pronounced whatever. You Good can call job, me whatever. Good job, Miss Taylor. Such a sweet, M- sweet teacher. My dope person of the week <laughs> is Miss Taylor. I mean, she's. I actually want to like connect with her. I just, I've like. I don't know what her first name was, but whatever. Um, and so I said this story to the 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 Chinese student, and mm. I was just like, I just want you to know, if you feel more comfortable everyone calling you by the American name that you chose, totally and absolutely okay. But know that if we can say Tchaikovsky, we can say your name. Like, if we can say some of these, like, big words, big name people. Who's Tchaikovsky? Like a pianist? Isn't, isn't he a pianist? Or isn't he a scientist? I don't know. Tchaikovsky is a... came out of nowhere. I don't know. I'm sure you're right. But Uzo Udobo's... Uzo? Uzo from uh, Orange is the New Black, the the Emmy Award-winning actress. Not familiar, but... Um, she's amazing. She's Nigerian, and her, like, name is very Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And her mom's like, if they can pronounce all these names, they can pronounce your name, too. You're not changing your yeah, name. Yeah! Um, absolutely. So, absolutely. But anyway, back to... Let's all learn people's names and their faces and not just assume your name is Chris or that, you know, I my name t- is Brianna, it's Bri, can you, or Bryna. We make such a story about people. I'm not even going to go into it. There's a rabbit hole I'm, I could go down. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I just want to say, do better and get off Michelle Obama's back. Like, if we're going <laughs> to... She has been one of the most graceful first ladies we have ever seen considering all the racism and sexism and straight up bs that she had to deal with and people are trying to blame her for not being around when she wasn't first lady for by the way the um melania's cap 
that she wore. People are making a big deal about Melania's high heels. I don't care. Whatever. That's what she wears. That's how she is. She mind you, she's always in chaos. She's married to 45. She didn't want to be in this role in the first place. Right. She's like, I'm at least going to keep my heels. You're not going to make me wear some like... I mean, that's impressive for her to be wearing those five inch heels. You can wear some Uggs around <laughs> here because you... Some like, you know, rain boots. Right. <laughs> so she's going to wear her, her heels. But then she wore the Flotus cap. You see that Flotus cap? No. She wore a Flotus cap. Flotus cap. Let's see. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Oh, she wore stilettos. Uh-huh. Those stilettos are mean. I mean... And I'm sure they're red bottoms, so... Oh, and she wore a hat that said Flotus yep. on it. Okay. So, and then... I mean, that is what she Trump is. Trump Ooh, hello. And, and 45, 45 wore the USA cap. So... Look, okay. I mean, we're looking they at They look kind of douchey. It's... I they, they look douchey. I don't... They look like a prick. Both of them. It's just kind of... Tacky? Yeah. I can't imagine... Like, I've seen Michelle wear a baseball cap before, but it was like a baseball cap. It, it was, was like just a plain, plain baseball cap. Maybe, maybe something with like a sports team, but even that I don't remember. I've never seen a... Obama wear a cap. I have. That's, okay. Like when he goes golfing oh, yeah. and stuff. He'll wear yeah. like a canvas cap. Yeah. He's, I, he's, but when he went to disaster areas like New Jersey oh, yeah, or he whatever, was, yeah. he would just wear nothing. He yeah. would just have He would be hat. a plain yeah. clothes person. Same thing with Bush. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any. Hat. Yeah. So to, Clinton, have a, yeah. to have a president wearing a cap that says USA on it and uh, the first lady wearing. Flotus came around when Michelle was in office. That door's always been around. Wait, even Barbara Bush? Yeah, they uh, they were always called Flotus and POTUS and V POTUS. When did that first happen? I think it's always been a thing. No way. I don't think it was like common, common, like vernacular for people. I don't think Bill and Hillary really had that. Yes, they did. 1000% they did. Are you sure? Yes. I came into knowing way late then, but when did I mean I don't I think I came to know it when I was watching like the West Wing that I realized and West Wing was during Bush. the no it was it started during the Clinton, Clinton presidency oh did it, it was, I used it to watch all, every episode it of started that. in the late nineties oh maybe I forgot my you know maybe I need to learn basic times so according POTUS 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 oh that's a telegraph oh it was a telegraph code. Developed for new agencies before the telephone. We recorded the book. Oh, no, that's not what we wanted. Mm. Mm. It looks like it was, like, in the, like, a long time, like, 1895. 1895? Mm-hmm. Flotus and POTUS came Like, around? POTUS did. The, or- the origin of the phrase is a telegraph code developed for new agencies before the telephone. It was recorded in the books of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um quickly became POTUS, telegraph code, where we used to save money, uh, but could not be secret. I stand corrected, and I feel silly. I don't like, I don't think it became, like, public vernacular mm-hmm. until, like, like things like Carrie the West Washington. Wing. and or, no, Carrie Washington. No, West Wing. All right. I loved West Wing. And, and it's I still one watch of my favorite shows. I watch it once a year. Jeb Bartlett is actually my president. Yep. Mm-hmm. For the next three years. It's like Jeb Bartlett or Barack Obama, depending on how I feel. Sure. I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, I just feel a little bit off about someone wearing their title mm-hmm. on their cap. Yeah. So, 
it would be like LeBron James wearing a cap that said basketball player. <laughs> he would wear a cap that said king. Yeah, but he's not an actual king. It's this like a true. nickname. He just thinks he's a king. Right. <laughs> so to wear a Flotus cap when you are Flotus, it's like, it's like, it's like, like what is it like, um, Bill Gates uh-huh. wearing a cap that says billionaire or um <laughs> or ceo microsoft right like I, I can see people wearing like t-shirts ironically of like things that they are but you're a person of stature i don't think yeah i think it, it's it looks douchey i'd it rather looks... you wear a plain cap yeah just or plain. Yeah. just or something with he looks yeah. like he was trying to come from he, they both look like they're trying to come from the country club and they just wore this hat to be down with the crowd that does that's really what it gets at is you yeah. went down to texas and you wore these caps the uh i just feel like you are you're what it is is you think less of your audience you're dumbing down your wardrobe because right. you think your audience won't keep up yep. like they won't know that you're the president and the first lady mm-hmm. so let us wear these caps to show them we're down with it and on the caps We'll put our titles. Just in case you forgot. Except the USA is not his title, but he thinks he's the United States of America. Right. So, yeah. I mean, oh, just... Oh, he's so exhausting. It's a lot, man. Ugh. Well, I hope that the people of... Uh, I know there's tens of thousands of homes that have been destroyed in mm-hmm. Houston. So, yeah, I just hope that people are back up on their It came around twice. Feet. Harvey came around twice. It rained once and then it rained again. Like, it, like the way that it shifted. Hmm. So it's like they got a double whammy down there. It's not. It's not fun. Yeah, I hope everyone's okay. Yeah, me too. Um, so t- we're recording on um, August thirty first, and twenty years ago today, something really tragic happened in our world. Because you know, might as well talk about more tragedy. Yeah, nothing better than just laying Sadness. it on. Just, just like doing a double whammy it. of that. Um, so 20 years ago, Princess Diana died in a ah. terrible car crash. Died way too young. Uh, I think she was like in her mid-30s. She was so graceful. Mm-hmm. Very majestic. There has been a lot of, there's been lots of really interesting documentaries. Um, so I think... Prince William and Prince Harry did a documentary with HBO about her. Mm-hmm. Um, BBC has done a, a documentary about her because it's been twenty years. Twenty. I remember when she died. I remember where I was. Me There's too. a few people that I like remember so clearly of where I was. That tunnel. That tunnel. Well, I, I wasn't at the tunnel, but Whoa. yes, yes, the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember very distinctly where I was when Whitney died. Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. When Michael, where, where I was when Michael Jackson died. Mm-hmm. Those two were like, I, I remember like actually being sad and crying for both of them, Aww. and for Diana and Mother Teresa because that happened within weeks of each other, within weeks or months of each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because Mother Teresa. Oh man. Yeah, it was like Mother those Teresa were two was, good souls. Yeah, ninety-seven sucked in as far as losing Dang. people was concerned. Ninety-seven. Um. I was gonna Google yeah, something. Princess Di did a lot of philanthropy mm-hmm. for a ton of people, not just in her country, but in the world. Yeah, and being like the royals, Diana humanized the royals in a way that it hasn't, mm-hmm. it hasn't, like the royals were very, um, you know, just very high class and very um, 
uppity. <laughs> I wanna, yeah. You know? let's, let's get some context here. Yeah. Because I think I understand, but let me check my knowledge here. Okay. Because I didn't know Flotus and POTUS were around since the 1800s. <laughs> so better be cautious. But for, te- for the telegraph. So, you know, because that's how communication happened. Alexander Graham Bell, hold it down. <laughs> AGB. Right. So she was the wife to Prince Charles. Yes. Who was the son of... Who is. Because well, he still, he yes. still exists. Who is the son to the queen? Yes. Queen Elizabeth. Oh, okay. So she is... Princess Di was the in-law. Mm-hmm. So she came into it kind of like... Help me out. What's what's homegirl's name? Married to Charles? No. Not Charles. Prince... Prince William? Prince William, yeah. Kate Middleton? Kate Middleton. Mm-hmm. So she is like... She came in. That They were like betrothed to get married from what I understand. Like it was something that like... But Camilla, who Prince Williams is currently, uh, not, I'm sorry, Prince Charles is currently married to. Right. They've had an affair as long as they were married, like even before they were married. Uh, this is the woman he was cheating on mm-hmm. Princess Di with. Right, openly. Like Princess Di knew about it. Wait, like everyone knew about this? Mm-hmm. And just people were okay with it? Yeah, because, is, I don't know. This but, is on a documentary somewhere? Yeah. I mean, if there, TLC has got documentaries, BBC, like everything I've ever learned about Diana. Like I've, I've, I'm so fascinated by the royals just because it's such an interesting family. And I think, and so, I mean, I have lots of feelings about cheating. So he Jay Z'd the situation, but she wasn't Beyonce at the time. I think she was always be, like Beyonce. But she but I, married but, into the family. Yeah, she Beyonce married. Beyonce was always her own self. Right. She married into the family. She was part of like, uh, like British high society, like mm. her family was part of high society. I Highfalutin. Think. Yeah, uh, but and I don't know if they had titles, but like they were of of some the high Duchess. stature. Um, and so they got married, but Camilla was always a friend, a close friend of of Charles, and mm-hmm. like clearly there was more, and Diana knew about it, and apparently Diana there's uh, di- like written diaries of Diana that like talks about how she was suffered from bulimia during their their uh, marriage Whoa. together because of like their relationship with his relationship with Camilla so like the stress induced mm-hmm. from that yeah just like really sad like she lived such a sad life in that home and then so of course that when they finally got the divorce and which was like unheard of you know those kinds of things you should watch the crown it taught like I love it's a Netflix original series yeah um I don't know if you would like it but it's just, I, if you're if you're say. interested in like the like the royals and just it's pretty historically accurate i'm sure they have flushed things here and there to okay. be dramatic but like Eek. yeah it's it's interesting uh, but it's just i just think i like thinking about diana recently has made me think a lot about like death just because it was mm. 20 years ago and just the things that prince william and prince and uh, harry had to go through they were 12 and 15 at the time oh yeah and just they didn't want to walk behind their mother's casket you I know remember i look i remember just, looking at them and just feeling so sad right we were 10 years old we were they were only a little bit older than yeah. us and i remember thinking like damn if i lost my mom at that age I in was, such a public spotlight yeah traumatized and the fact that they didn't cry throughout all of that like visibly they didn't cry yeah, royals don't cry bro. right but like i found out that Technically, Queen Elizabeth broke protocol when the casket was coming by Buckingham Palace. She put her head down. You're not supposed to do that? Yeah, as the queen, you're supposed to not put your head down. She did that because she was... Out of respect for her children and for her... 
for her ex daughter in law. And the other thing too, some the one of the documentary said was like during her life, Prince Charles was never there for her the way that she wanted sure. to be loved. She was with Camilla. Yeah, that and she, she all she ever wanted was to be loved. That's like I think that's to be loved deeply and like authentically by someone. She wasn't getting that from her husband. So she gave it to people in the world. She gave it to people in the world and she gave it to her sons. Her sons are probably the most down-to-earth royals in history. Like they they're very much like their mother in like going out there in the world philanthropically and mm. you know touching people who have AIDS and like she did that and people were like what the hell is she doing, you know? And she's like I'm not going to this is not how you get AIDS by touching someone and being kind oh, to I remember someone. That. I you remember know? that. Um and so they were saying so when she died uh, it was her butler and her assistant were like one of the first people to get to Paris mm-hmm. and to get her bar- body. Charles was like, I need to go. And, and the queen was like, no, no, you, like, don't. you don't have to go. And she's, and he's like, yes, she is my ex-wife. And like, we have, we've had a strained relationship, but she is the mother of my two kids. I'm going to take care Wait, of Wait, they were divorced? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. They were divorced. She was actually with her boyfriend at the time, a boyfriend that loved her, an Arab, like an Arab heir. Um. All right, so take me back to this time. She was in a car. Paparazzi were following. Mm-hmm. They were racing down a tunnel to get away from the paparazzi who were on motorcycles, mm-hmm. and that's in the tunnel where they crashed. Yeah. As far as what happened, I mean, there was there's a lot of theories of like she was in there for too long. She maybe could have made it if they didn't take as long as they did to get her out. To like stable, like they tried to stabilize her so much in the car before getting her out. Mm-hmm. Like you just needed to get her out so she could get to the hospital, so she could get what she needed. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think there's a lot of because British and American protocol when it comes to those kinds of things are pretty like pretty standard, and people are pretty quick about it. But mm-hmm. I guess in Paris it wasn't a thing. So um, there were spectators that were going into the space, yeah. like people like you and me, to be like, "What's happening?" and saw her body and taking pictures of yeah, it, and no. yeah. So it's like. I can only imagine what what the princes are going through right now, just because it's been twenty years, and there's so many stories about their parents being put out there in the world, and about them. Yeah, and I'm glad that they're like older to process it and to like even giving their own blessing to certain documentaries and voicing it and things like that. But mm. I don't know. I just think like I can't I can't imagine what my world would be like if I lost my parent at any age, but like yeah. be it younger. So very sad. Yeah. Um, well, I think at least she's remembered as one of the great people uh, and humanitarians of the world. And that's, that's why such... people talk about her so much even after she's gone. Is just how much of a light mm-hmm. and a presence she was. Totally. It, that's... And, she's, and she's a flawed person. She had her stuff. Like, she had her demons mm-hmm. and her things that she, could, that she struggled with. And it's what I, I think about that a lot about, like public figures like none of them are perfect all of them are humans and have this like lots of dimension to them but I'm, I'm, I'm also thinking like man it's sweet to see like people speak so fondly of her and I'm you know she's someone with like this great legacy which is like very nice to have how old is the queen of England we're old like 80 90, no 90 she is 91 yeah because her 90th birthday was a big celebration last year. I went to London for the first time mm-hmm. in 2012. Mm-hmm. It's five years ago. Mm-hmm. She was like 85. Mm-hmm. 
And I was walking through. Did you see her? I did not see her, but everyone was putting up Brit- British flags all over the place. Yeah, because it was her birthday. Well, Probably I didn't know. Birthday. I didn't know it was her birthday. I was just walking around, just Probably like her 85th. Yeah, 85th. I was like, man, these people are really patriotic. They they no. love this. They just country. love their queen. And people just putting flags all over tables and chairs and just stringing them up across buildings. And Is, isn't the money there with her face on it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got her her mug all over everything. All over everything. I and I walked down the street. And finally, there was this cobblestone street that was completely empty from end to end. Huh. It was about two blocks long. Huh. And I look around. There's no one in sight except for a barmaid at the end who's putting out little British flags on the uh, the pub bars, uh-huh. the, the tables. And I was like, okay, this is my moment. For three days, I've been watching people put flags out. What's going on? It's like, come on. It must be the 4th of July. Right. Is it the 4th of July here? The, the British before 4th of July. <laughs> come on. You didn't right? need to Google this? Well, no, I didn't. <laughs> At the time, and I think it was on, like, some plan traveling where it didn't have, like, cell yeah. phone data. So I go over and I finally asked her. And I said, I'm sorry. I know this is a stupid question. What's with all the flags? Yeah. What's going on? Y'all, like, really love your country. Are you serious? It was the Queen's Jubilee, of course. <laughs> like, oh. Oh, of course. Of course I knew that. What is the Queen's Jubilee? <laughs> I can't Google this, ma'am. <laughs> what is, please tell me. Yeah, she explained, uh, like, what is, like, every five years, the Queen's birthday is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. One person gets a huge birthday party all the time. But she's 91, and uh, she so may kick it she, any day now, if she goes, does that mean? It's Prince Charles. It becomes king, and Camilla becomes queen. So the Duchess finally gets her way. But according to like, um, like, paparazzi, like the tabloids and stuff, seems like uh, Camilla doesn't want to be queen. Well, do you get a choice in this matter? I I feel like it's not a choice. Well, there's a lot of things that I've learned after watching The Crown and after watching it, like researching it myself. There's a lot of things that Queen Elizabeth has helped make okay. Um, Like, to be out of the custom, like uh-huh. divorce, like the divorce She's is one a thing. Rebel. Um, she herself isn't a rebel, but like she let she like permitted her sister to marry somebody that she wasn't supposed to get married to, uh, things like that. That gave her a blessing as the queen. Okay, and it's part of like it's vi- again incredibly interesting. But I think uh, Kate Middleton does a really great job of not necessarily embodying because I don't think anyone can really embody. Um, Diana, but I think she has her spirit, her like, mm-hmm. you know, her aura of like just kindness. Seems and, down to earth. Yeah, and it, and they both actually like seem like they love each other. Like, yeah, and that I think was something that never existed. She's in, quite striking. For she's her. yeah, she is. I think she's incredibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like just and very plainly so. Like not in like a right. like a she has to. I don't think she puts on a ton of makeup or anything. Like she just looks very beautiful, yeah. very naturally, which I think is quite lovely. Oh, yeah. good on that. Anything else you want to dabble about? Anything on your mind? No, I feel I feel good. All right. Well, let's uh, move on then. All right, folks. Here we are in our dribbling section. Um, there's not a ton to talk about, but some fun things were happening. You had a fun week when it came to basketball. 
and I'm incredibly jealous. I am so sorry you could not be there. I for to, one, some of, some of us had to work. As and I'm sure you did a great job at that. I had I to just, choose between performing one of the functions of my job or supporting a colleague as they functioned in their job. Right. While they welcomed one Stefan <gasps> Marbury ah! to. Th- our uh, workplace, our campus, mm-hmm. and he was lit. I will tell you, man. I know that he's doing well right. in China. I know super that well. he's super. Yeah. Impor- I know he has. They've made movies, documentaries. They have made uh, a museum for him in Beijing. Wow. He's won three championships. He's won three MVP awards. He has become the, the all star s- version. Like he, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's the seminal great. player of. The CBA, in the way that LeBron James is here, he mm-hmm. has been there. Or maybe yeah. Kobe. Uh, yeah. Wait, he's, something like he's that. He's impressive out there. Like, he's, people know him. Uh, yeah. And so to hear him come back this way to his home, mm-hmm. New York City, he's from Coney he Island. He played here. He played for the Knicks. He had played some, for high school. He had some drama school. here when he was here. He what? had some drama when he was here. I don't know what you're talking about. He didn't get along with, you know, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. Oh, yeah. Senior. No one did. Yeah, I mean, no one did. That's he, he, had some he was. Sc- he had some scruffles. Yeah, he's he's cleaned Scru- it up. Yeah, whatever. Bit. But but Marbury uh, was well known mm-hmm. when he first came into the league. From he played in Minnesota with Kevin Garnett right. for a couple years, mm-hmm. and then he left, went to New Jersey, closer to home. He and went to Phoenix for a little bit. He went to Phoenix. He did well there, and then he came to New York and the Knicks, and it just kind of tapered off a little yeah. bit. And he said he wasn't happy with the game. He was depressed mm. and basically I th- a little suicidal like wow. around that time. And he talked about that a little bit mm. with the people at the event. And, you know, when he left saying, you know, what's, what's here for me is dried up. Mm. Like, I don't feel like my prospects are any good. Plus, that was around the time he released his trademark Starbury shoes, mm-hmm. which were his brand of shoes. Mm-hmm. And... $15 a pop. Yep. And they did that the way anyone else does shoes. They got a little foam midsole mm-hmm. with rubber on the bottom that actually worked. The leather upper or a faux leather upper. And it actually held together. There were no problems with the shoes. It for was just $15? For $15 because you were seeing shoes from Jordan and other brands. That were significantly more expensive. Many, many hundreds. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, he released a $15 pair of shoes and everyone dogged him for it. And he thought, well, I don't need this. Like, I'm not getting, our teams aren't winning. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I could make more money than I'm making now. And I'm just going to leave and go to China. And when he did. Well, he took a year off, I thought. Didn't he take, like, some time off before he moved to China? Oh, uh, maybe. I, I think, he, I think he did take a year off. He maybe didn't have a place to play. Yeah. And so he went to China and he said, I was depressed and suicidal and I went to China and all of a sudden I went from a place where people didn't want me and they're dogging me for trying to sell mm-hmm. affordable shoes to going to an airport in Beijing and being swarmed I'm sure 4,000 people are screaming my name mm-hmm. and just praising me yeah he's like I was not I didn't know how to take that yeah different culture different food different customs I had to learn all that stuff but it was it was a rejuvenation for him mm. to go into that sphere. And so, yeah, to see him sure, talking like a... to people yesterday, he looked, dude looks good. He, he, 
I believe did he say that this was probably his like last year playing yeah, professionally? So. Yeah, something like that. Because I read that somewhere um, in an interview or something that he's he did. playing for. Is it the Beijing? He played for the Beijing Ducks for right. a, a number for some, of years. Yeah. But I think he just went to the Beijing Dragons, I want to say. Yeah, one of the Dragon teams. Yeah, so he just changed uh, teams, but he's still in the same city. So he's... Uh, I mentioned his name to a couple of people younger, some of our students, mm-hmm. and they lost it. They were just... I was surprised. Generationally, I just don't think younger people yeah. know who he is. And... Well, one of the students was from Beijing, mm. and she said, wait, who are you talking about? I said, Stefan Marbury. She said, wait, he isn't he the guy? Yeah. <laughs> is he the, you're you're like, like, yes, he is the guy. Yeah, he's that guy. That's awesome. Um, he mentioned a lot of things. People asked him questions. Well, about his personal life, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, gave some motivational uh, perspective, which was great. But people asked him some contemporary things. You know, what do you think of the state of the league in in areas like the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant leaving to go play with the super team. What do right, you think right. of the culture of what super he teams? Say? He said the nature of the league is different. It's changed a lot. Yeah. So you have guys thinking about this differently mm. than when I was playing and yeah. when people before me were playing. So people are thinking from this perspective of winning championships alongside people that they respect. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. And but he said ultimately at the end of the day it's a business. So if the money, if guys are taking less money, but generating more money money mm-hmm. through these super teams, like it actually if it increases the revenue of the league, sure. Then that's what the league is going to do, and that's what they're going to support. I don't know if there is any proof or facts to show mm. that super teams are actually helping the league. I don't know, but. Um, he said, at the end of the day, whatever the dollars tell you to do, the biz- it's a business. Yeah. So. And we've said that before. Like, the money's going to talk louder than, yeah. you know, anything else. Someone tried to spin it and say, are you sure? I mean, compare it to college ball. Right. So people were trying to compare the NBA to college ball. No. Inter- we need to not do that. No one. It's fine if you like college ball. That's okay. They're young. They're scrappy. They they're are. Hungry. They're hungry. They're hungry. Dun, 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 dun. They, <laughs> that was a Hamilton reference. They uh, are, are still learning the game, and they're impressionable, and they're students of the game as college students. Um, Making a lot of money for their, their schools. Not as much as the football teams. For the school, teams, but, but not yeah. for the... And Stefan Marbury even said, like, I think the college athletes should get paid. But they do four years or less, and then they're out of there. So you see, like, a Carmelo, like a Kevin Durant come in for a year... Uh, to Texas and to Syracuse Mm -hmm. and they drop their points they make their name and then they move on to the NBA and I just think the idea of the storyline is yes the effort's there but the storyline is minimal Mm. I don't see it in college basketball but these guys who play pros there's a story there's a narrative there's history in someone's playing career and their Mm -hmm. personal career so you know Carmelo Anthony throughout the league is a source of drama and interest for me. Yeah. You know, I just think it's just more interesting for me to, to watch. But he also was asked about Lonzo Ball and his shoes. I was about to Be- say, I'm like, because I, I would have asked that question. You know, you're selling us some $15 shoes today. Or he gave away a tons of pairs of shoes yesterday. And 15 bucks for your shoes 
What do you think about a four hundred plus dollar shoe? Yeah, four hundred ninety five dollar shoe. He said, you know, even Jay Z was okay with. Yeah, he's like, look, the the money. If you have, he's on the side of having affordable shoes because that's his values and those are the, that's the community that he serves. Right. But he's not casting judgment on someone who wants to put forth a business model like this because hey if the money is there and you all can do this more power to you it's so interesting he says that because i read that he was interested in bringing the the big baller brand Mm -hmm. to the china market yeah i mean it makes sense yeah i mean i mean it's such a it's so ripe with basketball fans right on that country yeah for sure i just i don't know big baller brand stresses me out it just, it's stresses me out slash annoys me slash it's fatiguing to hear about the big well, baller brand for well, me well you gotta figure this where are the shoes being made i have no idea i don't know either if it's not in china oh he expressed interest in helping big baller brand partner yeah, yeah that's great whether he does it or not I don't know. they are selling four hundred ninety five dollars shoes because they're made to order. Mm-hmm. So they're not losing There's no any middle money. Man. Yeah, they're not. They're, yeah, if you want a pair of shoes, it's going to cost us four hundred ninety five dollars for the manufacturing, the fabrication, and the shipping. Shoe. Yeah, yeah. So you lose no money in doing the process. But if Lonzo becomes a superstar, it is worth it. And you need more shoes to put out there then the price will ultimately come down mm-hmm. and you'll be able to make more shoes uh, at a, at an earlier stage. Right. And just pump it out to distributors, to Nike, to, right. uh, not to Nike, to Foot Locker, to Champs, to Finish Line. Right. And then it'll be on the shelves and people can go inside and buy it for 150 bucks. Right. So I get it. The, he hasn't even played a game yet. And so you have to sell your shoes I mean, he played some like, other like expo games but whatever and you have no backing from the major brands of nike adidas under armor so you kind of have to do your own thing and it costs and again that's like make your money i'd love seeing you know sticker shock well sticker shock but i love seeing a you know a a man of color getting his and getting his money like that it doesn't happen all the time so very very smart about this right as much as your dad is so annoying because if he did this (laughs) sure if he did this for a hundred 50 bucks like Lonzo's shoes with big baller brand the best shoes out there you need to wear these shoes and they're 150 bucks okay so they cost as much as KD's I'm gonna buy the KD's right because there's yeah right but if you tell me there's a shock of saying it's 400 it's 495 wait what there's there's a curiosity (laughs) right I wanna know why what's it what's it made of why is it 495 dollars is he licking every single piece of it so like I have DNA it's such a polarizing uh number and shoe that it's like it's, it equates it's a status thing it's a very much in this time encapsulated moment right and my my issue and i get that and i get it's a status thing i but bought that, three pairs already is what i'm trying to tell you i'm <laughs> really upset at you with <laughs> alex you're supposed to talk to me before you spend big money on shoes you know this it's an investment um no it's not you are dumb <laughs> i want to punch you in the face he's joking he didn't buy that but um uh. My issue, and I get the I get the marketing strategy as far as it being four ninety five. Like I get it, and also just a practical business strategy of why it is that much. My issue is sneaker culture 
specifically when you think of and again i don't not totally understand sneaker the sneaker world and the sneaker culture but i when i think of the people that i grew up with that cared very deeply about their sneakers that you know cleaned their sneakers with toothbrushes like it is a big it is a a coveted that and jerseys were like mm. you know just really important like valuable objects and people would die for them like yeah, would get yeah. into fights sure. for them and so and oftentimes sneaker culture and stuff it's a way of i mean there's lots of reasons why a lot of folks who are disenfranchised economically socioeconomically mm-hmm. um, gravitate towards that it's marketed to them in a lot of ways so when it's 495 dollars, you're being irresponsible to the community for sure and so no one's that arguing. that piece to me bothers me sure and stefan isn't with it either right and and i think and, and that's probably why when i literally every single time i saw an instagram video from you i just wanted to punch you in the face i'm like i just want to be there so i could take a picture <laughs> with him and like freak out a little bit um but no i think that i think there is a new like there's one thing to be like oh look how look at this let me do the sticker shock value it's another thing to recognize how is another thing to realize that you have a responsibility to not be a dick like this to your community. But the other, the other mm. something that someone would say is Lonzo was never part of that community because right. he grew up in a very I was gonna household. Say, I was going to say his only allegiance is to Alonzo. Yeah. Yeah. He, I don't think he, the dad does not give two flips nope. about the quote unquote community. Right. And that's, but that's he came from that community though. He came from, yeah, but and so it's like, you're forgetting that yeah, I, he, he don't care because the money talks louder. Speaking of the balls, you know, mm-hmm. the all, balls, yeah, all of them. Apparently, there's a um, reality show that's happening. I've caught wind of this. Why, God? Do you have Do you have feelings on? I just why? I know they're just getting their Kardashian money, and I get it, because you know, they're they're trying to capitalize. Do you? But it's just so Lonzo's living at home this year, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> Dad makes him pay rent. (laughs) Uh, It's one million up front, and then half a million every month after that. I bet. Um, That's got to be. That's got to be interesting. That your son is making enough money now to pay for you all to move to a different house. It's supposed to air on Facebook. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know what the storyline could be for this. I mean, just a you know, Lonzo doesn't do anything. It's none just, of the all three of the sons are like we just play ball. They're it's just, just literally our dad. All they do, and so yeah, we're just basically going to call it life with a Lavar. That's uh, what it is. And I think the reason why I'm more annoyed about it is because Lavar is annoying. <laughs> I like that he's done so well for himself. Really? Yeah. You think he he's done well? I think this that dude he has, that he had used his penis to help. <clears throat> How much children. money has he made? A, a crap ton. So much. He was on WWE. <laughs> Took his shirt off. Yeah. Did his thing. He's made so much money already. And he has no shame. He doesn't have a shame. No, no shame. So Which when, is actually cool. When people finally stop buying into this, right? He's gonna, he's just gonna look at them and say, hey, "I did thanks. my fifteen minutes. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for all that cash." Yeah, I guess. He's building up a good retirement for himself. Well, yeah, it's it's called Ball in the Family, and it's exclusively airing today on Facebook. Mm. I'm not gonna watch it. No, I don't really. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna give you viewership. But if you want to and want to support 
um, a business of a person of color, go do it. It's all it's all good. That's cute. Last but definitely not least, we last week we talked about IT and the Kyrie trade. Yeah. And then right after we talked about it, this a couple thing. of days later, they were like, this "Whoa, thing. this is on hold." Because this thing. What do you how are you feeling? This thing has had so many twists and turns. It was it's like a soap opera. I it was a melodramatic soap soap you, opera. I mean, there were just so many conversations between both sides and you have Danny Ainge who is a crafty, resourceful uh GM mm-hmm. in what he does with the Celtics, his accumulation of assets, mm-hmm. his cachet, mm-hmm. and his his you know his talent grade for what he looks for in a team. He's very sharp. Yeah. He put together, he orchestrated the big three. Yep. Years ago. Yep. Like he's he's very masterful. Who is the big three for those of our fans who don't Kevin know? Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. Yes. The he's his mastery of putting together teams is very interesting. And then you have Kobe Altman. Mm-hmm. From the Cavs, just started, mm-hmm. fresh in, and he's trying to grapple with this trade, mm-hmm. this transaction. And when they, I here, I believe everyone's right. Both sides are right. Sure. If Boston says no, it is going to be fine, right. but he may be out a little longer because of his hip injury. Because of the hip, he's recovering, and that's what it is. It's because he's been being sassy too much and sticking it out a little. His hip? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was just trying to be funny. But it, would, oh, it, it oh, didn't land. Oh, oh I didn't. I <laughs> it did not land. He lost a tooth. I remember that. But, he uh, did, yes. They, they had... And then Cleveland has their right to evaluate the player, obviously. Right. But they have one of the best clinics in the entire world mm-hmm. in the Cleveland Clinic. Like mm-hmm. It's just like a world-renowned hospital. Yeah. So they say, yeah, he's going to need a little bit longer to get this thing in shape. But... Ultimately, he will be in shape. I feel bad for Isaiah in all this because yeah. you were the damaged piece everyone keeps talking about so publicly. Yeah. And he maintains, no, I'm fine. And he's, he's maintaining, he's like, I'm going to come back he's like gonna, myself. He's going to be so on fire mm-hmm. when he comes back. He's he's not going to be like Derrick Rose when he got his injury and his surgery where he's like, I'm going to be back and I'm going to be like myself. He's like, no, you're not. Because you are, you, you are not going to do that because you are made of glass. <laughs> when If Isaiah Thomas is not ready to go. We have to rely on Derrick Rose. And if Derrick Rose gets hurt, like, we just have a point this guard is... vortex of <laughs> bad injured point guards. Yeah. Um, I mean, but at the end of the day, you have a LeBron James on your team. And that's what LeBron is telling everyone, too. He's like, don't worry, I need everyone, everyone to relax. Yeah. I'm here, and I'm going to be more... I'm not going to be complacent. Mm-hmm. He's taking to social media, just telling people, like, I'm hungry as ever. Right. And it's like... And his workouts are, like... And his yeah. his hype-up videos, I'm like, you know... I, I make fun of it like Steph Curry does. Yeah, as they should. <laughs> that's, that's funny. If they had IT doing... If IT is even 70% himself, mm-hmm. and you have Derrick Rose coming off the bench with a LeBron James, Kevin Love... And the squad they have there. If they all stay. If they all stay, which Iman's talking about leaving. Mm-hmm. Various people. Everyone are, knows that something's in the horizon. Everyone knows LeBron's leaving. Right. We're calling it now. Right now. LeBron James is leaving next year. If 
and yeah. everyone get ready to burn your LeBron James yes. jerseys when that happens. We all know what's happening. It's, we know so it's going to happen in Cleveland. Just, just get ready. Deal. But if he, um, you know who they ask for opinions now? Or maybe they ask all players for opinion, but know who's, you know who's giving so much of their opinion? Who? Kevin Durant. All the time. Like, I see more quotes about Kevin Durant from Kevin Durant about other players. Oh, it's because he gives zero Fs. He really doesn't. He's at the point now where he will just tell you what he thinks. He's like Barack Obama in his last year. Yes. Kevin Durant <laughs> has gotten a new level of confidence that I didn't know he it's had. It's that Barack Obama confidence. It's, 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 second it's, term, I don't get, I'm don't. i going to now do what I got to do. It's <laughs> that I went to a 73-win team and got the MVP award and, and the And the championship. I'm good. Yeah, fine. But he, he uh, said to fans, I think LeBron's going to stay in Cleveland. You know, I think that's where he's I don't know, be. man. I don't think he will. I, I don't think, think he will. Un- no. Unless they win a championship, I don't think he will. This Cavs team is projected to win 57 and a half games. Mm-hmm. The, the, was it the Warriors are projected to win 67 and a half? That's 10 more. Yeah. I, oh, the Celtics are projected to win more than the Cavs this year. Because, because of this trade? Um, yeah. This everything. is post-trade. This, this is post-official trade. Because yeah. officially the trade has has gone through with they added the 2020 second round pick. Right. Which the, I think is fair. Which, I, yeah, especially with the uncertainty of Isaiah. And Isaiah was a second round pick. So right. like And the last second round pick. Yeah. You can get yourself something good in the second round. Yeah. Um. Can any team beat the beat these Warriors? No. So, this like we said last week, this is gonna be boring as no, fuck. No, <laughs> this is just this is just about who's winning the East. That's all it is. So I mean, we all know the Bulls will be last. It's gonna break my heart. Yeah, they suck. They were projected to win tied with the least. Like two games. People think it's. Maybe even one. Don't even show up to the United Center. I mean, that's why they're not even showing their games on TNT. Yeah, it's coming. that terrible. This is like post Jordan Bulls. I know and that like, was bad. And that and I went to those games. Those games were I, terrible. And I went to those games. By as the a way, Royal fan Elton Brand, former Bulls pick, the first, yeah. the first number one overall pick by the Bulls after Michael Jordan left. Mm-hmm. Elton Brand just got named the GM. No. Yeah, he got named the GM for the G League team for the 76ers. So oh. congratulations to Elton Brand for that. And I didn't cool. realize I didn't how good Elton Brand was. I looked at his numbers. His rookie year, he was averaging 20 and 10. That's actually pretty good. That is good. Everybody held him to the standard of, is he going to be Michael Jordan? Right. You gotta, you're, no, you're never you, going to do that. He did two yeah. years in Chicago averaging 20 and 10, and they traded him. I was like, what was yeah. Jerry Krause doing? Oh, I mean, there's a lot of questions we ask about that. (laughs) Of course. But anyway, back at the ranch, I think the Celtics with Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, Horford, Mm -hmm. and then you look at the young gun, Tatum. Mm -hmm. I can see why they're projected to win more. If if Kyrie can turn on his leader switch... Mm -hmm. And be the scoring machine... And the synergy happens between all of them. Right. And... Kyrie's going to learn how much he learned from LeBron when he starts this team up himself. Yeah. And they're going to have a great coach in Brad Stevens. Right. They're going to go head-to-head in the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron and Tyron Liu in that group. And we'll see who comes out on top. So, obviously, one and two, you're thinking, are going to be the Celtics and the Cavs. I'm going to go as far as to say 
the Cavs will be both teams are so motivated to beat yeah. the other one. I don't know. I, I mean, they easily... were they were one and two this past year, and very close one and two. Like Celtics were, were the number one seed by just a hair. I'm having to choose between which superstar of the two. I've only LeBron James and Kyrie have been my favorite two players in the league the past three years. And now they're separate teams. And now I have to make a choice between which one I think and you is should go with your other. favorite player. Well, that's Kyrie. Exactly. I say that. It feels so wrong. Why? Because the LeBron James team has always been projected to be at the top of the Eastern Conference Except this every year. year. Except this year. So. But who, you know what? All right. Yeah, I'm going with Boston. Because if the Cavs didn't have the number one seed last year, mm-hmm. and they got rid of Isaiah Thomas... And Jay Crowder, who are really good right. players, but you added a Kyrie and a Gordon Hayward. It's, they are di- they're yeah. a different kind of dynamic. That's a different. And Brad Stevens is a mastermind. They're gonna, gonna be yeah, yeah, they're gonna be fine. They're fine. Yeah, the who Boston Celtics. Are, who do you think are gonna be three, four, or five? Doesn't matter. I was just thinking. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't matter at all. I mean, the Wizards could be up there. Yeah, I'll give them three. Sure. Who's next? Maybe the 76ers? No. Maybe. You don't. I mean, they you got, think they they're going to go all the way to four because they added Ben Simmons and Fultz? Yeah. No. I think they could. No. It's not what if happen. that happens? They then them, I'm, the, I'm the genius. They asked them, are you all, what did he say? Like, oh, is your goal this year to make the playoffs? And they said, our goal is to win games. Oh, <laughs> you God. Can't even no. Say, you can't even say. <laughs> oh, no. That's so sad. Let's keep the bar low. <laughs> um, but just, you know, stride over those expectations. I think uh, you're probably going to look at... I mean, there's the Wizards. I think that's a good three. I am keep tossing around the Hornets in my head, but there's nothing really to make me think Kemba and Dwight Howard can do that. No. Um, oh, poor Dwight Howard. Who's that for? I, I don't, truly don't know. I can't... The East looks real It literally soft. is the worst. I might... Unless somebody, like... Unless somebody decides to just turn it on and we just... It has to be, like, an X factor that none of us have been thinking about. I mean, the Knicks. Okay. The Knicks. I mean, they With still Porzingis? have Mello and Porzingis. Okay. Mello's not going anywhere. Oh, poor, a damn poor guy. We've totally forgotten about him. <laughs> he was talking about all these trades. <laughs> Melo still wants to go to Houston. Melo still wants to get... Chirp, chirp. <laughs> There's nothing out there for Melo right now. Like, oh, chirp, I feel chirp. so bad. That's, so wh- who that's do you, unfortunate. I mean, yeah. Do you, Can you think of... Look who's in the West. I mean, I when mean, you look at what a powerhouse the West is... I mean, specifically the Warriors... Who else is outside of outside of the Warriors? We the got the Spurs. Spurs, Rockets. Oh shoot, I forgot about the Rockets. The Clippers are fairly decent, and yeah. the Thunder just added PG thirteen. Oh, I forgot. Oh yeah, man, the West is gonna be so much more fun to watch. Yes, the... but I will say TNT opening night is Boston versus the Cavs in Cleveland. In Cleveland, Kyrie better wear some earplugs. That is. Gonna I don't know be... if they're gonna boo him. I hope they don't. Because but... every, I think most of like even on social media, people are like, "Thank you for what you've done." Yeah, I hope they're. I think doing... people recognize 
I think people know who LeBron is, and I mm-hmm. think people can see what he was going through. Right. And it's like, you needed, you, we did you, you done us a service by being a good player here. Yeah. Yeah. He was dealt a, a special hand. Right. And he was, he a was good, supposed to be the man. And, a good champ. And, you know, became the Batman, the Robin to the Batman. He hit that game winning three. That the only reason why you have a championship, buddy. Incredible. So I hope no one boos him. I hope they like cheer for him. Yeah, the time. as they should. But yeah, Kyrie's wearing that number eleven. It's wearing that number three. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna start this. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Those two teams. We are watching that game live show. I'm very excited. Even if it's not a live show, we are watching the game. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's gonna be lit. For sure. Ugh. anything else on the dribbling section? It's been no, pretty, pretty. pretty uh, pretty quiet outside of that i'm just glad it got finalized i was a little worried that it was it wasn't gonna happen that was that was a stressful time yeah we're good now and i think they just confirmed it yesterday so it's gonna be an exciting exciting opening game indeed all right let's move it on here we go with our dope person of the week Who's your dope person? My dope person this week is a, well, I don't know if I could call him retired, but Nazir Muhammad. He's retired-ish? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nazir Muhammad. Oh, speak more on that, sir. Nazir Muhammad, uh, 18 years in the league. It's a long time. A long time. He's played for a, a many a team. Drafted by Utah. He's played for Chicago and some other teams as well, the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember his time in, in the, with the Bulls. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was. You know, he was a solid. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he also pushed LeBron James one time. He sure did. That was a that was a bold move. I was like, okay. Do you know LeBron James is huge? Yeah. <laughs> did you forget that? You're a big man, Nazir <laughs> Muhammad. I see you, but um, he's taken the hint and he's like, I think I realized that some players get to retire and some people get retired mm-hmm. so he's like this is my time so i'm bowing out but he is far from done uh he has the nazir muhammad foundation huh. which helps young boys and girls a hundred at a time um, with financial stability and coaching and just life lessons around being the best person you can be mm. and so um we'll see what the horizon yields for him as far as the future and he you know, he likes to write, so he's going to start doing more writing. Ooh, what does he like to write? I didn't say? say too much, but I'm I'm going to look into it further to find out what mm. this skill set is that he has, this yeah. hidden talent. So he's a man of, of several parts. Uh, he's the, uh, let's see, he had, he's the fourth oldest mm-hmm. of ten siblings. That's a lot of humans. That's a lot of babies right there. <laughs> so he... Three brothers and six sisters, mm-hmm. and uh, he has. So, um, large family, wanted to play in the NBA. Um, he grew up and attended high school at Kenwood Academy in Chicago, and his parents are actually from Ghana. So, cool. Yeah. So, anyway, I just thought Nazir Muhammad, I remember watching him for so many years in the league, and he was always a utility player. He'd come off the bench. He'd start every once in a while if someone was injured. But I always thought he was a pretty sharp guy, pretty smart, mm-hmm. and a good teammate. And just someone who, if you needed some boards, needed some points a little bit off the bench, he would help you out. But he did 18 long years. And now... Yeah. Yeah, now he's going to keep uh, 
developing community and helping people in need outside of the game. So just our hats off to Nazir Muhammad and your future career in and around basketball and life in general. Yeah, I mean, what a... It's better to retire on your terms and not on somebody else's at the end of the day. Totally Jay Cutler. (laughs) Oh, I have so many thoughts on that. I'm just going to keep it all to myself because he wasted my time when he was in Chicago. But whatever. I'll just do TV analyst. But, uh, oh, what what was that? Okay, never mind. Psych. (laughs) Oh, oh, you want me to? Okay, I'm going to go play. Useless. Then he'll retire after this. We'll, yeah, well, I'll see. We'll see. Uh, who's your dope person? Um, so my dope person is someone outside of basketball. Okay. Um, he is in football. His name is Seth. Well, originally his it was going to be Seth Deval. Um, he Devalve Devalve Devalve. I think that's his name. Devalvita. Devalvita. So Seth Seth D. Little cheesy. Seth Seth D. Little cheesy dude. Um, he is a white, um, Cleveland Browns player. Um, and during, so the season hasn't started. It's starting this Sunday, I believe. Um, or something like that. I don't care. Um, I have not joined a league. This is the first time I haven't joined a league in years. So, um, that should say something. NFL, get your act together. Uh, maybe lifelong bans for abusers would be great in general but whatever yeah maybe i've said this i think in every episode for the past like four episodes it's the title of this episode (laughs) lifelong bans to the abusers (laughs) um so seth is a white player for the cleveland browns and during one of the preseason games um the cleveland browns players all got together uh specifically the black players got together and knelt down during the national anthem mm-hmm. um and they prayed and kind of prayed for the country and things of that nature um and um, seth kind of made headlines because he was the only white player to also kneel down with his black brothers mm-hmm. um there was another uh seattle uh seahawks player michael bennett was also one of a white player that um, he didn't kneel but he put his hand on his uh black player teammate mm-hmm. um when he was protesting mm-hmm. and saying that you know the white like white players need to participate in these protests they need to show up and so people were just really commending seth for being the first white player to actually kneel down and that not helps. participate which is and which we've been talking about like that is so important to have really white helpful. allies to show up and be like this is you know what they're protesting is valid and we need right. to do that right. and we need to affirm them as well as you know walk alongside them not in front of them like we need to walk alongside them and behind them to help with their cause yeah and one of the reasons when people were asking when reporters were asking him why are you doing this he was like well i'm doing this because i my children are not going to look like me um and i want to live in a world where um the i want to be part of a world and be part of the, the solution as far as like building a better world for for them he's married he's to, got a brown lady he's got a black woman as, oh. as a as a beautiful black woman okay erica d because I, I don't want to um butcher her name but she has so she has a brown woman and she's and he said my children are not going to look like me and i want to um 
I want to live in a world where that is. Oh, um, she's so pretty. She's super pretty. Aww. Um, and anyway, beyond her, um, Erica Harris DeValve being pretty. Um, so anyway, so I'm like, that's great to see a white man do that. So I was like, yeah, he's definitely going to be my dope person of the week. And then his wife just came in in the fourth quarter with a clutch shot where she was interviewed and where she said when she saw the Browns players in a circle, she was like, man, I'm really proud of them. And then when she saw that the number 87 was also participating, mm-hmm. she was like, I was even more proud because that was my husband. I was really proud of him. And then she went on to say, but I just want to push back a little bit. I'm like, yes, I am proud of my husband. But let's not put him as some sort of white savior to a movement that was started and has been carried by on by our black football players. Consciousness. Go ahead, girl. And I was just like, speak on it more, sister. Speak on it more. Right. And then she went on to say some really provocative and very honest things. She's not at all diminishing what her, her husband has done. She said, it is important. It needs to happen. But, you know, Seth is not the white savior here. Like, let's not commend him for something that he should just be doing. Yeah. You know, like, he should be doing this. Like this Damn is... right. And so she went on to say, um, she went on to say that Seth, as a white individual, never has and never will truly have to feel the weight and burden of racial discrimination and racial oppression. No white person does or will. But all white people should care and take a stand against its prevalence in this country. She went on to conclude, she wrote this in a writing piece, like a a piece that she wrote. And she said, to be complacent that the U.S. strives to the land of the free, while so many of its citizens of color are being oppressed for their race, is unpatriotic and irresponsible. I applaud those who realize that and do something about it rather than ignore it. Amen. So... Yes, Seth, you are a dope person, but your wife is way doper. Okay. So that's my dope person. I'm, I'm really, I, I think it's great for, like, as a person of color to speak honestly and being like, I really appreciate what my white husband did. Mm-hmm. But I think it's even, I think it's important to realize that black people have been doing it for a, while, for a minute. And let's not, and she even went on to say, let's not forget a man lost his job for doing this every week. His name is Colin Kaepernick. There you go. Still don't got a job. There you go. <laughs> we like, what's the status, folks? Um, this this so, guy, yeah. this, uh, Seth went to Princeton. Oh. Did you know that? I did not. He's a little smart cookie. I would imagine so. Um, and apparently he's doing pretty well in the league, too, from just like, well, he has a strong, he's been having strong performances. Well. So, well, good he, for him. He, he plays for the Browns. I mean, the Browns are also cursed, so hopefully I mean, they. Like, they at this. I mean, I hopefully this good juju helps the Browns be better. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas in his current state could probably help the Browns. <laughs> like to be honest with you, yeah, they might want to just have him <laughs> have shirt up. Yeah, just he's... you know, you never know. <laughs> but that's awesome. That's a really good pick for yeah. So person. He, so both Seth and Erica, but mostly Erica. What kids? Let's talk about strong yeah, women, women of, of color, color doing doing dope things. I wish and i hope that his gesture will spread yeah in the league i hope there will be more players mm-hmm. who identify as white mm-hmm. supporting other players by putting their hands on shoulders mm-hmm. protecting or kneeling. them yeah yeah this sort of thing because i mean it's yes 
important for black players to take this stand or take this knee, as mm-hmm. it were. Yeah. Uh, but if intolerant people are going to label them as ungrateful mm-hmm. or entitled, yeah. unpatriotic, yeah. it's going to take white supporters to validate yeah. these moves and the thing is like it's not going to solve the issue because there's still going to be people who think that and just no they're idiots yeah i mean i'm sure he in certain circles may be known as like a an n-word lover you know oh, as yeah, someone sure. as a white man married to a black woman right um and you know i'm sure he and his wife has gone through many interracial couples have gone through terrible terrible things to just love the person that they want to love um, he's our, yeah. he's our Gary Bertier. Explain more. Remember the Titans? Oh my God, Bertier! I forgot about that. He's our Gary Bertier. That's right. That's I'm like, why doesn't that sound so familiar? I love you, Gary. Although Gary played defense, he did. That's where the analogy stops. Yes, that's about it. <laughs> Is there anything <laughs> else that you want to add? I I don't have anything. I just feel uh I feel good about yeah. the state of. The Basketball Association in the mm-hmm. world, and I am always counting down until opening day in October. When is opening day? Do you know? Um, it's in October. Uh, that is true. I want to say October. NBA 15th. opening day. Is it on October 15th? That's my half birthday. It is. Wait, when is this thing? NBA opening day. Opening week schedule. Let's see. October 17th. Oh, so close. Oh, okay. Oh, so this is going to be interesting. It's going to be the Celtics versus Cleveland, and then it's going to be the Rockets versus the Warriors. Ooh, some CP3 action. Yeah, that's going to be kind of fun. Oh, man. There's some good... And then, like, everybody plays the next yeah. day. Houston's got a doubleheader back-to-back on the... Wow, that's mean, NBA. Is it, though? That's that's messed up. They have other days where they do that. It'll be fine. I guess. They'll be okay. But we'll get there. We will get there. Well, as always, be sure to subscribe, rate, comment on anywhere, wherever you listen to podcasts. Because we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, we'll catch you later. See ya. Yeah.